You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Black Hills and right here in Rapid City, South Dakota. We've got lots of tourists running around. We're just at the height of summer, and it's an absolutely stunning day here today. We're all just enjoying it thoroughly. We are fanning the flames today of the Holy Spirit, and we've just been talking with Lisa Fay, who's going to stay with us for the second half, and I am going to introduce to you Jennifer Shama, who um, I think I think we will now, you know, I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about testimony, and then I'll introduce you to Jennifer. I'll keep you waiting for a few minutes there. And as Lisa was talking about testimony, and for those of you listeners who didn't get to hear our first half, do um, grab the podcast and listen to her story because it's a very powerful story. As is uh, Jennifer's, we're going to have some uh, really fun examples of testimony that she's also going to share. But I wanted to just continue to talk about testimony for a minute, and we all three can hop in a little bit on this. But I think sometimes people are reluctant to share their testimony because they think they're being prideful. And I think that that is something that we kind of have to deal with. Because as long as the Lord is leading you to share your testimony, it's not going to be prideful. You know, because it's really, it's it's not about you, but it's about helping the other in sharing your story to build their faith. So your focus should be on the other. It should be an outward focus. Um, with testimony, when we're sharing God's testimony, it always brings him more glory. It draws people to the Trinity. And even as we listen to Lisa's story, um, it's so clear of God's great love for us. So it should always demonstrate God's great love for us. Also helps to demonstrate through our testimony the um, God's power at work today. That it wasn't just for the early church. Um, his power is at work powerfully today. The Holy Spirit works powerfully today. Um, it also is personally for us. So as we share our testimony, we remember those powerful ways that God has worked in our lives. And um, I think that's for our heart. It cements our faith even more deeply as we retell the story. So for others and for us. And I think one of the beautiful things in our Catholic faith is I really was thinking of the Mass as I wrote these points down. And I thought, wow, the Mass is testimony you know, every Sunday, for sure, and many of us go during the week also, but that testimony of our Lord's life is told and retold, and what a privilege we have as as we repeat that. Um, so that celebration of Mass is beautiful. Um, I think also in small groups when we share our testimony. And Jennifer's going to talk a little bit about some of that sharing in small groups. It actually helps build that closeness and intimacy in the small groups as we share deeply of ourselves. Because, you know, it always feels like we're taking a little bit of a risk as we share our testimony and put ourselves out there. It's kind of intimate in a way. So I really do believe that that helps build um, that intimacy and trust in a small group, as well as in a large group sometimes. Um, 
And then I think we all have to remember that our testimony is unique. So it's not about how big the story is or, oh gosh, that's small and insignificant. It, it, we need to tell our part of the story or it's kind of like that story of the blind men and the elephant. You know, one is going up and feeling a leg and he thinks an elephant looks like this and the other one is feeling the trunk and he thinks an elephant looks like that. Well, we kind of all need to share about God so that it helps others get that full picture of God, really. So, and then last, we need, lastly, we need to share testimony because Christ told us to. So, I think that is an important piece. So, let's go ahead with that, um, and let's, let's dive into a little more, um, well, a little more, we'll begin uh, talking about Jennifer's story. So, welcome, Jennifer. Hi, everybody. <laughs> really nice to have you here with us today. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. So, Jennifer and I actually met years ago, um, probably during our CIA. Um, she was actually, I think, if I'm remembering this right, I think that, Jennifer, you were giving a testimony. And I was I, then. I was talking. I think you then. were. Yes, yes. I mean, that's that's my memory. Is you were telling a little bit about your story of conversion. Well, I, as I was, as I was listening to Lisa's story, I mean, your first thought is, "Oh my goodness!" You know, we're so caught up in in wanting to tell a big story. Yes. And in my story, I think I'm the voice of the person who just feels so ordinary. I don't have the big story as I've entered midlife or the second half of my life. I can look back now and my whole life is now. It's the story. Yes. And so it's just all these little tiny things that add up into your story. And if we get so caught up in trying to find, you know, the big joyful moment, we miss out on what God's really doing in our life. Yeah, and those small everyday moments. And what we write off as coincidence all the time. Oh my gosh, as I sit and listen to all the coincidences of Lisa's story, it's like, <laughs> yes, that's what we do. And then and then I what I've learned here this morning is that testimony is I mean, it's the importance of telling story and how you just didn't happen to tell this story to your children. We don't happen to say these little things that happen, big or small. What if that was the conversation we had all the time when yes. we're going about in the world instead of all the junk that gets... Oh, yeah. What the little we were- superficial stuff yeah. that we spend time on or gossipy this or that. Yeah. What you know. if we... And it came to mind last week. I mean, this is how insignificant my stories are. Last week, I was leaving for work. And one of the things that I've tried, I've adopted um, using the Hallow app in the morning. It's an app, you know, a Catholic app. And, um, and there's a, and I have never been one for a lot of um, formal meditation. But there's, so I decided to learn more about meditation. I've been trying to do a little bit of that and didn't have time that morning. So I got in my car and decided, well, while I'm driving, I'll do this meditation, mm-hmm. which is not, yeah, the, not the safest that you should do. <laughs> But I did it anyway. Yes, listeners, do not do that. (laughs) This particular meditation started, and it's like, well, imagine, you know, or picture God right next to you. And so I'm thinking out loud to myself, God's in the car with me. This is so fun. And um, 
and just a little bit of background. So my parents are elderly and going through some serious health issues. And my dad recently lost um, sight in his left eye. And he's having, he's still driving, whether that's, you know, safe or not. He's still driving. And he keeps veering off, you know, into the left lane all Uh-oh. the time. And, I'll watch out for right, him around right. town. <laughs> I, exactly. And just, you know, lots, worries. Of, lots of new worries and lots yes. of kind of, I'm in that place where I'm not always feeling as, um, compassionate as maybe I should or as patient as I should and in the meditation you know I identify you know your intentions today and it was like you know I'm really needing some discernment on how to feel more loving to my parents Mm -hmm. as God is sitting next to my car and we're going (laughs) through the middle of town I'm just headed to work and so it was very quiet the majority of the meditation was pure silence um, and I had asked for this intention, and all this. And so, if, in Rapid City, there's two main streets downtown, and St. Joe is three lanes of one way. I'm in the left lane, and the person in the middle lane, just like you said, starts very seriously <laughs> veering all the way into my lane, and and I just uh, something chuckled inside of me. I could feel God in the passenger seat, just kind of poking at my shoulder and saying, "That's your dad," you know. Uh-huh. And I, instead yes. of feeling angry at the person in the car or whatever I normally would feel. It's just like I knew it was just just this little nudge and God said, I'm working, I'm working on you, I'm answering you. And that person eventually left the lane and I'm still, you know, going towards work. And the next thing I know, the next person in the left lane took a left turn <laughs> out of the middle lane in front of me. Oh my gosh. I, you know, this is the extreme. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, and so, I mean, it's just little things like that. I, it was like, the, it, it, if, we, if I had just shared that story with anybody else I met that day, I just wish now I would have. I mean, yeah. it's the little yeah. things. The yeah. Little things, you but. know, and, and I think the little things really add up. <laughs> I do not think they are insignificant. And, and sometimes I think that God is most powerful in those things that may seem small. Crazy. So, so listeners, I had an interesting experience with Jennifer, and the reason that she's on the show today is I happened to see a Facebook post of hers, and I never know with Facebook, like, why does this thing pop up on my feed? Because I don't often see her posts. So, um, I'm going to actually read you her Facebook post, because I have to tell you that the day that I read it, it really moved me in many ways. So, here, here it is. Jennifer said, as I sit alone in a coffee shop, I realize once again a fascination for the unpredictable ways that God chooses to speak to us. Consider these coincidences. Earlier this week, I pulled into the drive through my favorite taco shop, which of course evokes decades of memories with every visit. The beauty of the landscaping, and particularly this tree, was breathtaking. It's huge now. I have known it since it was but a babe tree and in full bloom. It was so pretty that I had to take this picture. And the picture at the top of the page is this beautiful, uh, totally blooming tree. So Jennifer goes on to say, fast forward to Saturday morning today. I contemplated not attending a group meeting that has been my Saturday morning practice for several months. Meeting regularly with four other women has been a new experience. Many of you know that I'm not one to spend much time socializing outside my close-knit family. I hope to change that pattern for my life's second half. As I drove down here, 
my mind went to the loosely organized agenda that we keep. One item is to share the moment during the previous week that you felt closest to Christ. Well, that should be easy this week, I thought. A beautiful new granddaughter arrived on Tuesday. She is an answer to prayer, for sure. But as I drove along, passing blossomed tree after blossomed tree, I realized that my moment was when I felt the fullness and beauty of creation in all of the trees this week. Oh, gee, what will my group think of this? I mused. I arrived at the coffee shop, ordered my egg bake and Highlander grog, and sit. The texts start coming in. One by one, the others can't make it. Family, sickness, life stuff, I understand. We all understand how easy it is for a Saturday moment to fill up. I decide it feels good to be that person who sits alone in the coffee shop with an hour to spend in solace. There's a book that we bring to these gatherings. We refer to the opening prayer and then get lost in general conversation. Maybe today I can see what else is written in there. And the first page I turn to talks about the tree of friendship. The tree of friendship, she quotes here, the tree of friendship cannot be planted or grown for personal gain, but flourishes rather in the joy that other trees exist, the happiness of knowing they exist, and the pleasure of being in their company, because their mere presence creates closeness. Oh my, he speaks in words, nature, friendship. I am confirmed and consoled by the gift of so many friendships. I endeavor to show up for them more than I have in the past. But even when life and circumstances keep me from showing up, we are still connected and enriching the lives of one another. Thanks, God, for the message. And thanks, friend, for bearing with me when I share myself and also when I don't. Happy Saturday to you. So on that note, we are going to go to break. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. And we'll hear what Jennifer has to say about her Facebook post when we get back. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. 
All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. This is Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City talking with Jennifer Shama about her experience of small everyday testimony and how important it is. So I had just read her Facebook post, which actually really inspired me on multiple levels. Um, I, I love Jennifer. You're, I, I could just, you know, you did have a picture, but I could just see the tree that you were talking about. And everything was just in wild bloom. My plum tree in the backyard was just like fantastic. It was an especially pretty spring this year. Yeah, yeah it really was. Yeah, and, and I, like you, am just always moved by our Creator Lord and the beauty He places in front of us when we take that moment to right. appreciate it. You know? Well, it's like I said, I wasn't even sure I wanted to say this to my group. You know, when are you feeling closest to God? And mine is looking at trees. But it wasn't just this tree. It was, you know, that whole week, like I said. But yes. I can feel a connection to trees. I, <laughs> so what does that tell you? I don't know. But anyway. that, That's probably why I, I enjoy you so much. I have that also. <laughs> they're kind of like that a weird. grandparent in a way. I don't, they're just always there. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful part of creation. So, uh so again, you probably, Jennifer, had no idea. I mean, or, or what led you as you as you wrote that Facebook post? I mean, well, why did you put it out there? Well, certainly, I mean, there's that vision of people who sit in a coffee shop. You know, we always want to be that person who has the laptop and they look like they're so busy and engaged in what they do. And I could never do that. I'm all. I would have tried, typically tried, and just been too aware of all the activity and the people around me. Um, I think it was just because I approached that day. I was there to meet with friends to talk about Christ. I was in, mm-hmm. I had a Christ centered heart before I ever showed up. Yes. You know, as I drove down there, I was thinking, what am I going to talk? You know, what was my closest moment this week? That's what I enjoy about this particular group. This, you know, it's actually called a grouping. Um, it's, you know, the whole purpose of it is to help you have that Christ centered place. You know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's conscious, but most of the time it's not conscious. But it's to grow there in the unconscious part of it, you know, yes. so that it's more conscious in your life. Right. So, you know, I arrived there in that sense. And as they didn't show up, um, I don't know, it, it didn't mean anything. It meant it, kind of like when I was sitting in the car and God was in the passenger seat. I mean, yeah. he was there with me. Yes. And I just, and I had an extra hour and I did think about leaving 
And then I just, you know, was kind of nudged. No, just spend some time with me. And so that's what I did. I opened up the book, and then the first thing I see was about that tree. A friendship. So that, it's like, I really? I sat there and wrote that because it was like, I can't even oh, believe this. Oh, you wrote that right Yes, in that's the, what I spent oh, that in hour the coffee doing. Shop. Oh, beautiful. Like, this is crazy. The tree. I mean, it was. Yeah, you were inspired. So mm-hmm. Uh huh. And it's beautiful when it's God's inspiration. Coming oh. through you that it touches others. Very much so. Oh. The majority of my Facebook posts aren't that. You know, they're the typical what you see. So, yeah, yeah it was very much the spirit talking. Yeah, yeah. And, and very much received yeah. by that, by me anyway, and hopefully by a number of our listeners too. Yeah. So, Jennifer, you were talking a little bit about this was a Curcio group that you were that yes. you were meeting with. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your, and, and there may be some listeners that don't know anything about Curcio. Do you well, want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I would love to. You know, I am, I've known people who have done Curcio and they've asked me for honestly over a decade to join a retreat. And uh-huh. I, ne- I finally did it last October, joined, yeah. you know, at this facility. We we're at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. And, um, so it's been a very enriching experience, and I would love to, you know, encourage other people to, to to do the same when they have the opportunity. Yes. So I know, you know, in this particular diocese, they have a retreat, you know, in the fall for the women, and then they have one in the spring for men. Yes. And really, it's a chance to just remove yourself, you know, outside of your everyday life for a three-day weekend. And, you know, our lives really are um, consistent. It made up of four different things. You know, we have our our physical life and our intellectual life. Um, there's kind of the emotional and relational part of our life yes. and also the spiritual part. Mm-hmm. But the spiritual part is a little bit different than the other three legs. You know, I think of it kind of like fabric. It's, mm-hmm. it's woven through the rest of it. Yes. Um, so many of us, and it's, you know, I didn't grow up Catholic. We mentioned I converted mm-hmm. in my 30s. But a lot of people think about you know, the spiritual leg of our life being like this super bonus, you know, it's a, it's a great extra and it's not a great extra. You know, the whole purpose of it is to be woven into the rest of it. And even when we know that, and, um, you know, this isn't a new idea to me, but certainly you get caught up in regular life. So to remove yourself, you know, for two or three day retreat and be reminded, right. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, one of the first things that they cover and you have speakers on and you know all the speakers are your peers there are other people that you know from all walks of life just people that we go to church with yeah and live with um the idea you know they talk about living under an ideal and an ideal is the way i would describe it as kind of your life purpose you know Mm -hmm. for example matthew kelly's life ideal is to you know become the best version of yourself yes you know i had a life coach her ideal was to be an example of what's possible and I had ha- I've had one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't sit down and define it on paper, but mine for years has been you know to cr- to be I create holy moments for myself and for others. Uh-huh. You know, so I like to create a com- you know a place and a community of fellowship. Yes. You know, so I like doing things like being on retreat teams for others. Yes. I like doing things like helping in the kitchen for special events at our parish. Uh-huh. Those kinds of things. Yeah, I like those to do. bring you joy. That, that yes. brings me joy, and it's how the Holy Spirit calls you and has probably gifted you. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, once you have that, it's a guiding principle. 
principle that is kind of an umbrella over every mm-hmm. other thing. And the importance of relationship and fellowship. There's, you know, voluntarily these, fo- you know, fellowship groups that evolve out of your Curcio group. Yeah. And, you know, the degree to which you decide you're going to participate or not is very loose, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. up to loosely you. gathered, very mm-hmm. much so. Mm-hmm. And I love that, and I love the group of women that I've, you know, now been able to share with at a level that I don't have with the other people in my life. Yeah. So, and and the group is even kind of an accountability group. Oh, is that, uh, yeah, very much. Like yeah. I said, you know, we have a little booklet and kind you know, a, an agenda, a loose agenda that you follow. Uh-huh. One of the first things that you share is, you know, what moment this week was? Did you feel closest to Christ? Yeah. So you're in that mindset, you know, uh-huh. and then you talk a little bit about what you, you know, what you want to do in the coming week and what worked and what didn't work, and um, it just keeps you on your path honestly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so it ends up really so in a way too you share testimony with each other it's all about testimony that's all you know and so once you start then it just you know how it is and i know the men you know i've got several friends who are men and i know in the men's group they have just the gift to gab as we do and we try (laughs) to keep our our meetings to an hour and that's a tough call (laughs) not always doable it's a joyous occasion to get together with people who want to share Yes. Those kinds of things, yeah, and to and to encourage each other oh, in that yes. way yeah. in your in your entire life. Well, in the good and the bad, you know, exactly the ugly and the beautiful, it yes. all comes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there is real comfort being able to reveal that underbelly or the yeah. the right. you know whatever it is that we don't necessarily do with everyone. And you know, I was thinking, you know, the main, you know, what are the main points of change in my life? And obviously, one of them was the year I converted to Catholicism. So I was mm-hmm. thinking that was the thing. But I would have never gotten to that. I realized this today, sitting with the two of you. I would have never even had that experience had I not enrolled my children in Catholic school, which I had no Catholic background whatsoever. I came from a family that. Church was important, but kind uh-huh. of in that bonus mentality. Uh, we, uh-huh. And we did, you know, we went to several different denominations, and we had periods where we didn't go to church at all. We were just, I don't I don't really know why we didn't have the deep discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I signed my kids up for Catholic school for all the wrong reasons. And, but while I noticed while I was there, I was attracted to the lifestyles and the other people, you know, the other parents there who had this grounding. And when Mm. Lisa talks about, you know, in the time of adversity in her life, Mm -hmm. immediately she just went to Hail Mary. I mean, Mm -hmm. that, and there's this grounding about the people that were there. It's like, that was the first time I ever even considered. Yeah. So it was attractive. So it was, I'd have to say, you know, in you know, it was the decision to enroll my kids uh-huh. was, was was the decision that the Holy Spirit was, you know, active in. Yes. It wasn't the day I went, oh, I think I'll check out RCIA. No. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, that, that happened before that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. You needed that base to take the next step. And, and that's where, too, again, when we talk about testimonies, big and small, don't, do not discount as you're picking up your kids as whatever, you know, the influence that you could have to show God to someone else. That's the point Just I'm making. Just in who you are. 
just in who you are. I mean, we carry his light about us and others notice, they feel it, they see him, you know, on you and in you. And um, it is not a small thing. So listeners, stay with us um, and we will hear more from Jennifer. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit about her experience in jail ministry when we come back uh, here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. God made you for a purpose. He made you to accomplish some great work. What did he make you for? What were you really made to do? Realize your vocation with a degree designed for the Catholic professional. The University of Mary offers online undergraduate and graduate degrees steeped in the Catholic intellectual tradition. Start today in business, nursing, bioethics, education, counseling, applied theology, and more at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here in Rapid City, South Dakota. Um, we are here live at the Terrasanta Retreat Center. And I am talking with Jennifer Shama about uh, testimony. And I've got both Lisa Fay and Jennifer here with me. And we will be talking all together soon. But Jennifer is going to share a little bit now about um, her experience of testimony with jail ministry. So, Jennifer, you want to just share a little about jail ministry in general? And then (laughs) you've got a couple good stories. I always want to talk about jail ministry. That has turned into um, my life, well, one of the passions of my life. And And so we have a jail ministry here in our area called Hope for New Life. It was actually formed 16 years ago. 
Um, and it, getting involved in that was an answer to, you know, one of my prayers. I had uh-huh. converted around the age of 35. And then I think probably five or six years after that, I was at a place where I was just wanting more involvement. I was trying to find, you know, what's your purpose for me, mm-hmm. God? I kept mm-hmm. asking that over and over again. And, um, I just saw a flyer posted that, you know, our church is forming a jail ministry, you know, join an informational meeting. So it hadn't even started when I went to the first meeting. There had been a couple people form it. But um, so it's been going for 16 years. And I I have to say that's the that is where I have grown more than well. Amongst other places, but tremendously, my experience there has just woven itself into my being. Yeah. One of the things when we were talking, Jennifer, a few days ago was, you know, I said to you, well, that's so wonderful that you bring the Lord into the jail and share with the listeners what you said back to me, which I think is so appropriate. Um, It was something to the effect that that's a common way that we originally thought about it Mm -hmm. and that when people approach us, that's what they say to us. And how ironic that, you know, it's it's not so much that we go, that's our intent is to take, you know, take the Lord into the jail. However... Um, the Holy Spirit is so alive and at work at and within the jail. He, we end up coming out as enriched. I don't know if we're able to give as much as we get back. I mean, right. hopefully we do, but we very much get so much out. Like I said, so yes. much. That's where so much of my spiritual growth has taken place is within the confines of the county jail. And it's I like, love how that. Can that be? <laughs> it's perfect. You know, and sometimes the wisdom comes from the inmates themselves. Yes. yes. You know, through the spirit, and you don't know where and how he's going to work. Recently, it came through one of you know the seals, the the the. People that run the jail cell. Yes. You know, the jail is organized a little bit differently than I think how people picture it. But there's, you know, one person in charge of a whole bunch of people in okay. a large room. So, but anyway, um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. I know one yeah. of the stories. Okay, well, here's one of the stories um, that I shared with you was my last. Um, session there was on forgiveness and I yes. happened to be with a group of men that night. We have women's programs, we also have men. Yes. And we usually go in pairs and just we're short on people at the moment, so I was alone that evening. Oh. And so I'm talking about forgiveness and this one man said, well you know, don't you, and he looked at me and he looked me just straight in the eyes and he goes, don't you actually really believe that there's some acts that don't deserve you know, forgiveness or mercy. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. I, and then he goes on and I said, well, you know, no, that's not really what I think. Why do you say this? Mm-hmm. And he gave me the mm-hmm. example of a recent thing that happened apparently recently. There was a drug bust. And when they went into this storage shed, there was also some women's hide up in there. And it was a drug trafficking mm. situation and, you know, very bad. So awful. Very bad. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, so like that. I mean, the treatment of another human mm-hmm. being, that's like just not forgivable. Mm-hmm. And I, my first thought was, you know, how am I going to get past? Mm-hmm. He had strong animosity. How am I going to get past this very quickly? The story of another man that used to be a volunteer that was in our ministry. He no longer lives here, so uh-huh. he's not in the ministry anymore. Just flashed through my mind, and it very mm-hmm. much felt like, you know, Holy the Lord. Spirit. Yes. You know, and, and so I share that guy's stories, and I don't even know what to tell you other than I have a story to share back at you. Mm-hmm. And there was a man that used to come, you know, here with me, and his story is 
um, you know, he had, um, it didn't happen here, it was in another town, but his son was a, had a newspaper route, and one day, one morning, his son left and then never came home. It was a story oh that ended up on national media. I mean, his son was abducted and killed in a very heinous way, and, you know, I'm not going to get into the story, but, you know, I shared a little bit of that with this inmate, well, with the whole group of men that were there, and I said, and this was life-altering, obviously, for the family, for the whole community. His marriage did not survive this. It was, you know, it was trauma for more than just the person who was killed. Um, and the whole family was shaken up. And this yeah. man, and I won't use his name, I don't know, you know, how he would feel about that. But mm-hmm. over time, you know, his response was to, he had, and he'll say, I had no other choice but to forgive. To forgive mm-hmm. the man that killed my son. And he befriended that man. Is, oh, he my went, goodness. Yes, he spent the rest of his life in jail. To the point where he even, as that man ended up on death row, he fought for that man's life. It was not successful. The man ended up being killed on death row. But, and, but this person is the quietest, most gentle and peaceful person that I have ever met. This, and we were lucky enough to have him live here and join our jail ministry for a while. But, and he, you know, he's just so quiet, but he shows up in, um, at hearings for people who are on death row. He's an advocate for those people and for life. And he's just a beautiful person. So I shared this with the inmate. And that guy looked at me and he goes, and he says, wow, how is that even possible? Possible. Yeah. And I, you know, a transformation did not happen that night at that minute. But I know just the way he asked me that question is going to be in that man's mind over and how is that possible? How is that possible? A seed was planted. Yeah, yeah, and totally. You know, by just being present and being able to share that other person's testimony, who knows what will happen for this man? I hope he's able to leave the jail a new person. Yes. Or someday become so curious that he seeks out Catholicism in a, in a deeper, broader way. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But you planted the seed. You I did that's the all we piece can do. that. And how beautiful that that example, the way that flashed before you, mm-hmm. and, and you you were just praying for an answer. Oh. You needed help. Yeah. yeah. And the Lord came through. I mean, you totally knew that was the Lord, didn't you? Very It right. was like, oh my gosh. Well, and I think I told you, it's interesting. I, it, For some reason, we just very much know it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. We've mm-hmm. gotten to know the Holy Spirit at jail. Yeah, you know, yeah I love I, that. I grew up, I grew up praying. I met the Holy Spirit at jail. <laughs> when I've known, you know, as the three persons. You know, I've yes. known God, I've known Jesus, and I didn't really realize the, I didn't know the person of the Holy Spirit uh-huh. until, first of all, I became a Catholic. You know, and the whole Feast of Pentecost has been my, it's become my favorite feast. Because all of a sudden I realized one day, oh my gosh, I've just, I've given that guy the shaft. I've uh-huh. never paid any attention to the yeah. Holy Spirit. And I, I don't know how to verbally say how you recognize the difference between one and the other, but it's very much the Holy Spirit that, you know, is active as the jail. And we all feel that, all of us who visit. You know, we, we talk about it. But. Well, I, I love that that was the setting for you to to learn and know 
and get, and get intimate, intimate with the Holy Spirit. I was just reading part of Ralph Martin's book, um, uh, about a church in crisis and really am enjoying that. And Ralph is going to be our speaker at our fall banquet on November 3rd. Oh, so fine. if any of you are in Western South Dakota, um, please keep that, mark that date, November 3rd with Ralph Martin. And I, I just, for some reason, and I don't normally do that, I was led to go to the, his last chapter because it really sounded intriguing to me. So I just went there and just read a little blurb that I thought just kind of applies to what you were just saying. Jennifer, he talked about how, you know, the apostles, the disciples themselves, they had the best formation, didn't they? They walked with Jesus. They had the best of circumstances, right? All around. But they didn't know the Holy Spirit until Pentecost, you know, and until they had that time apart. And, you know, which you referred to in taking, you know, going on a retreat, you know, take that time apart and um, give yourself the opportunity to know all three members of the Trinity better. But it it really is beautiful. I think when we're seeking, you know, as you were, you were open, um, you know, we, we, the, the Lord presents himself in all three persons to us. And, and so, again, listeners, as you're thinking about that, even take a minute to think, you know, do you know our Heavenly Father deeply and well? You know, or sometimes people have a block to relationship with the Father because maybe they had some issues with their earthly father. So think about healing in that area. Yeah. You know, I think maybe most people that I've talked to over time seem to know Jesus, the best of the three. But if you don't, you know, maybe you know the Father better than Jesus. Um, I, I would say what Lisa suggested, crack open that scripture more often. You know, oh, dive into yeah, the living word. Yeah. You know, you read the same passage for the hundredth time and, oh my gosh, it speaks to your day. Yeah. And it cuts through some issue you've had. Amazing. And, you know, if you don't know the Holy Spirit really intimately, just open up, pray. I mean, it's a total free will issue to know the spirit better. We've got our beautiful sacraments that lead us. But sometimes I think we're not really saying yes to those things. (laughs) So, you know, God is amazing. Never, never too late. And, you know, pray to receive that more of the Holy Spirit that's there for you. The Lord's power. um, It's amazing. It's amazing. Our, our church could be so much more as if we got more and more intimate. Yeah, it's a, with it, there's all a vibrancy three. to the Holy Spirit that sometimes is a little, a little bit more, just different. But Jesus first. Right? <laughs> he'll, he'll bring, just ask Jesus to show you the Holy Spirit. There, yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah, yeah, we could, we could do a whole separate program on this, I am sure. But, <laughs> and again, you know, tune in. To those testimonies of people that you admire their spirituality, like Lisa shared with people she saw at the Catholic school. Um, If you see someone and you really admire their spirituality, talk to them more. Learn from them. I mean, we, we need to be here for each other. So on that thought, as we go to break, stay with us here on Real Presence Live as we talk about testimony. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. This is Kathleen Kavorik, and I'm here in Rapid City, South Dakota, at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. And we are fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit today and talking particularly about testimony. And I'm here with both Lisa Fay, who told her story the first part of the hour, and with Jennifer Shama, who is talking, was just talking with us about jail ministry and some pretty amazing testimonies there. Jennifer, if we have listeners who are interested in jail ministry, what would you tell them? Well, I really appreciate that question today. If you have any interest in even just learning more about jail ministry, we have an informational meeting tonight, actually. Oh, tonight. Tonight. (laughs) For people, you know, in our area, we know this reaches, you know, wait much larger area than just western south dakota but um if you so we are going to hold an informational meeting tonight at the old chancery building at 7 p.m just to answer questions and share stories of what we've experienced at the jail would love for anybody to come and if you can't maybe you know call me or reach out to kathleen or, or yeah something. i for listeners you can always just email me kathleen k-a-t-h-l-e-e-n at realpresenceradio.com 
and I can get a hold of Jennifer for you and give you some contact numbers. So don't hesitate if you have an interest in that. And and if you're in another area, uh, I think some of the other listener relationship coordinators that are in my position could probably get you linked up also with ministries in their area. So yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. Kathleen at realpresenceradio.com. So um, I wanted to just talk, all three of us together, about testimony that has been instrumental in your lives when you've received, you know, testimony from someone else that moved you. And uh, Jennifer, you and I were talking about, you have a person who has really kind of touched you in that area and kind of encouraged you in your faith life, right? Oh, you know, if there was one... You asked me one time, you know, which can you, is there a person who mm-hmm. has really affected your faith life? And my first response was, there's just so many, yeah, so many. When right. I said, even an inmate can help me grow. I mean, that's what my, my first brain thought yeah. is. But, but at the very same time, it's like, no, really, there's a person. There's mm-hmm. just a person. And as much, <laughs> so I'll tell you about this person. Uh, the person for me is Deacon Larry Capriva. Um, and I know Larry well, so you know Larry? I, I'm coming right alongside you on this, Jennifer. You know, I just, so here's my deal with Larry. I knew him as uh, in high school. He wasn't my, I didn't know him well. He yeah. was a couple years ahead of me. He was part of a large friend group. They were known as the Buds in high school. They were kind of a rowdy and fun group. Uh-huh. You know, they were that group. Yeah, yeah. And so they were wild and crazy. And I didn't know him personally until our boys were the same age. And I got to know Larry when, you know, when our kids were in school. So as a fellow parent and a comrade, and then we ended up, you know, being involved in Boy Scouts together. So we knew each other that way. And that's where the friendship really started. Right. Um, Later on. All of a sudden, you know, Larry and I end up on a retreat team. There used to be an active tech retreat program here. Yes. And so we ended up, you know, sharing, you know, the hopes and the wonders and the hardship of leading, you know, and, you know retreats. Yes. Um, and all that goes along with that. We did that for many years. And then, you know, Larry... <laughs> I, just to see his growth over time, then he ends up going, you know, in the diaconate. Yeah. And now he is, you know, has a new role for me, and I'm looking to him as, you know, for spirit. Not that he's my spiritual director, but as you know, he gives a wonderful homily, and as yes. you know, somebody who's lead, you know, helping to lead mass and officiate and all of that. You know, he just he's he's wonderful. And then I attend, like I said, I attended the Curcio retreat last October, and Larry was part of that leadership retreat team. And he was, and you know, one of the main people, and he gave a lot of different, um, he, he led a lot of different sessions. But one in particular was, um, I don't even know how you would categorize it. He had us, you know, it was kind of in a workshop setting, and you turn to the person next to you and you stare into their eyes and you you know and it was just the calmness it was whatever was coming out of his voice and his heart Mm -hmm. look into that person's eyes and see jesus yes you know and so we did that for a few seconds and then it went on and on and and you know he's continuing to talk to you really gently and you're just I think four or five or seven minutes went by where we're still staring into this other person's eyes it was crazy 
pretty soon I didn't, I saw more than Jesus in my, the person I was looking at, Linda, looking into Myra's eyes, but I saw Jesus and then I saw his heart. It, through Larry, it was the most pretty powerful thing. And I just, my whole life, just, he became a friend and then he became this and that and this and that. Tell you, the man has influenced my life and so many others just by continually being active in programming at church and just in his yes. role. His growth creates yeah. growth in so many other people. Yes. That's, yes, I think, definitely. Yeah, which is, is really inspiring, isn't yeah. it? Hugely because inspiring. Because I think, you know, Larry doesn't necessarily know that unless he listens to, unless he's listening today. Um, and I think we don't know who we also inspire along the way. So um, blessings to all of you who give so in such an amazing way in the ministries in our church, especially. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. And it's wonderful that one's personal growth can inspire other people's growth through just being who you are in the Lord. Just simply tapping into your own spiritual gifts. I mean, because it's the Lord you feel moving, right? Well, we've heard heard some pretty amazing, you know, we've all gone to events at our church where there's been visiting, you know, speakers or priests who are, you know, their testimonies are amazing and great. And so how can Larry's be my greatest, you know? Anybody can be anybody else's greatest inspiration. Yes, yes, yes. It's wonderful. Most definitely. You know, and again, we talked a little earlier that, I mean, we're told in Scripture, right, that we need to testify, that we need to share our testimony. Lisa, you ran into a good Scripture. that. Um, One of the things I was thinking of is that when we share our story, it is his story. And so if it's his story, then we have permission to share because we want to reveal God's glory. And in Matthew 10, verse 20, it says, For it will not not be you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. And I don't know about you, but that just gives me comfort to know and gives me courage to share my story because it is the spirit of the Father that's speaking through me because it's his story in each one of us. It's courage. You know, when I can't do it, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. we just have to get out of the way sometimes. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's that's true and you will love that. You'll love the ending prayer I'm gonna share after after we go to break. Right now we're gonna go ahead. And uh, we're going to go to Fargo, and we're going to hear about what's coming up next on Real Presence Live. So, Brooklyn, would you share what, what's coming up? Sure. On the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, our host will be Tim Mosier from the Fargo studio. We'll have on Angela Wambach from the Women's Care Center to talk about welcoming women and life-enriching care. Also, Father Shannon Bouquet from the Human Life International to talk about what the Dobbs decision means for our country. All that and much more on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Thanks so much, Brooklyn. So it's it's kind of hard to wrap up this time together. Um, I'm just so glad. I'm so thankful to Lisa and to Jennifer for being willing to share their testimony and the power of testimony. Um, 
It's very, very powerful in building our faith lives and helping others to grow closer to the Lord. And again, like we talked about earlier, we grow closer to the Lord in the process. I I would kind of like today to end on um, a prayer that I think is really special. Um, that it's a very short one, uh, but and some of you, some of you listeners might know about Michael Judge, who was a chaplain for the firefighters in uh, New York City for the New York Fire Department, and he was one of the ones who was first on the scene when the Twin Towers fell back in 2001 during the 9/11 attack, and apparently, um, apparently this was a little prayer that he prayed daily. And and it said it was a guide to his approach to his pastoral ministry, a ministry rich in life-giving compassion. So here is the prayer, and we will end with that, dear listeners, today. Father Michael Judge said, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Let me meet who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say, and keep me out of your way. And, and I think that last line is one that I especially appropriate, Lord. I'm like, keep my stuff you know, out, out of your way. So one more time, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Let me meet who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say and keep me out of your way. This is Dr. Kathleen Kavorik here fanning the flames at Terra Sancta Retreat Center today um, as we talk about testimony. So please grab the podcast if you Real didn't Presence get a chance. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.